you know that I have been harping for some time on this notion that in the pursuit of cleaner energy, we can, in fact, clean up fossil fuels. Not only can we, but we are, in fact, cleaning up both the production and the consumption of fossil fuels. And just so that you don't think I'm making it all up, today I have proof positive. Uh, actually, it was a couple of days ago. I sat down with Mr. Darren Bowman. Darren is a, he's an honest-to-God engineer who works in the product management area over at Caterpillar Oil and Gas. And, uh, well, we sat down to talk about something that just sounds like a contradiction, but it's a real thing. And it's, uh, it's the idea of clean combustion. Yes, you heard that right. Clean combustion of fossil fuels. Now, I have touched on this from time to time in previous episodes, but I know that I'm just some guy with a podcast, and some of you are skeptics, so today we have someone who has actually been doing this stuff, and in keeping with the theme of the show, uh, the notion of oil field ingenuity, this is a perfect example of smart people solving hard problems. So, for those of you who still think that clean combustion is some sort of an oxymoron, Darren Bowman is going to explain to us how they're making it work over at Caterpillar. Clean combustion can mean a whole bunch of different things. I mean, we've been, if you, I use the automotive industry as an example, I mean, they've been reducing emissions on uh, internal combustion engines for a very long time in the automotive space. If you just go back um, and look here in North America. Yeah. Um, we've been doing a lot in my company, Caterpillar, uh, on diesel engines for a very long time and, and natural gas engines as well. And Is there such a, cl- a thing as a clean, clean running oh, yeah. diesel engine? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, over the years, I'd say the main uh, areas of focus on diesel engines have been on uh, nitrous oxides or oxides of nitrogen. Uh, we call it NOx for short. Uh, particulate matter, which is generally the most visible smoke that you see out coming out of a uh, an older diesel engine. But you, if you see newer diesel engines, you don't see that smoke. Um, uh, and there's carbon monoxide and non-methane hydrocarbons and other. So how do you make all this stuff go away, though? When you like you like you're still you're still pouring it into something and exploding sure. it, right? Yep. So how do yeah. you how do you make all that? So stuff a lot of it's uh, there are two buckets. I'll say loosely, uh, one is in the combustion recipe or the actual, you know, the how you tune the the combustion of the fuel in the cylinder, right? Uh, and then after treatment. So there's lots of different kinds of after treatment. There's diesel particulate filters. There's um, uh, urea injection, uh, DEF. Uh, diesel exhaust fluid, also yeah, yeah, yeah. commonly known as urea. I'm not sure I knew this. So you can actually affect the way the explosion happens yep. in terms of what it gives off. Yeah, absolutely. The timing of the combustion, the timing of the valves intake and uh, exhaust valves opening, opening and closing, the how much boost you're putting into it, the air, so the air fuel mixture. Um, we do exhaust gas recirculation so we can reduce the oxygen in the oh, combustion yeah. cycle. So there, there's a ton of uh, tricks that have evolved over the years. Um, you know, not all of them are unique to us. I mean, the, the diesel combustion cycle has been around a long time, and so it's been fine-tuned for, for yeah. many, many years. So I, I want to, like, not gloss over what you just said. People figured out how to take 
an explosion that happens inside a metal case and make it and adjust what it puts out when yeah. it explodes. Yeah. Yeah. And every time we get these, uh, you know, a new regulation, I mean, I've seen it many times over my career and you can watch it in the automotive space and lots of other areas that are regulated, but, uh, it, se it seems like the pattern is, you know, regulators introduce some new rule or some new standard or some new requirement. There's this big outcry. It can't be done. It's too expensive. Right, right. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to hurt the consumer. Um, but then when you put the problem down on paper and, you know, give it to the engineers and you make them go away and, uh, you know, think right. about it. it's, it's always pretty incredible or pretty interesting to see. I mean, just how good we as a society and yeah. uh, are at solving, uh, those problems. And problems. the oil and gas industry is, I've always been fascinated with its willingness to experiment and to try bold and daring and seemingly uh yeah yeah well <laughs> unlikely solutions sometimes and 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 then go try it and fail you know we call it fail fast and uh yeah. and learn and then iterate and uh yeah it's it's really interesting to have watched how the industry does that um how our company does it and you know it, from the beginning really like like that's like right from the very first and i'm, I'm not going to reiterate because people are people have heard these episodes already but you know but from the very first wells to the first pipelines to the first like all of those you know everything was even the first pipeline that was built they said it was impossible like everything is impossible until somebody decides to do it yeah so great so we have this technology we have these capabilities the engineers you know they haven't slept in six years but they figured <laughs> out these problems um, why don't we just roll that out everywhere? Can't we just, you know, I mean, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but I think sometimes sure. people, sometimes people, um, don't quite appreciate what it takes to, to now we, we got the invention. Now, how mm. do we deploy it at scale yeah. in all the places where it could be beneficial? Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how do you tackle that problem? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there's no lack of good ideas and then there's things that can be done, um, you know, in a laboratory or in a test environment um, <clears throat> that technically look, you know, sound and feasible. And I think for me or for what I see, you know, a lot in the industry in our industry is uh, people not recognizing things that are both sustainable uh, to the environment, but also sustainable economically. I mean, we um, want obviously cleaner uh, air and cleaner water, um, but we all, you know, like appreciate having a job and a house over our heads and uh, yeah, yeah. food on the table. So we all rely, you know, in some form or fashion on, uh, or a lot of us rely on, well, everybody, on a job. I mean, one, right? one way or another, whether, even if you're not in, in this industry, I, I don't think people always really grasp like how much our way of life uh, and our ability to to have those comforts and to afford things and to like, I, I don't think people realize how society has benefited from a hundred and something years of this industry doing what it's doing. Yeah. So that's just a, so the, the economics is, that's an important part of it. You know, I mean, for us, I mean, the, pra yeah, you know, the part of the practical, uh, how do you scale something? I mean, to scale it, you've got to be able to sustain it economically. And so I think that's, uh, kind of the first thing that, jumps out at me is something that, you know, I've seen over the years is 
things that technically were very feasible, but at scale, uh, the economics didn't work out. And, you know, to some degree, I think, you know, we've watched that again. I use the automotive, uh, right. space as a good example that I can relate to as, uh, I mean, I remember reading about electric vehicles when I was, uh, you know, buying my first car, popular science, you know, and, and that was, Oh, first, wow. Yeah. I guess lots so. of electric vehicles that came before yeah. the general motors EV one, but, wow, uh, that's and, right. and, you know, there was predictions then that, um, you know, electric vehicles were going to be the the new standard, and you know, be all the cars would be on the road within ten years, and and here we are, uh, many years later, and still, you know, building out the infrastructure, still, uh, yeah. you know, getting consumers used to you know range limitations. Now those have all gotten better, and and will continue to get better. But um, it's just an example of where I think you know infrastructure. I guess that's the other piece of you know scaling. Uh, we struggle uh, when we first introduced uh, dual fuel engines, and that's a diesel engine that runs on uh, a mixture of diesel and natural gas. There mm. wasn't a lot of trucks out there trucking natural gas around the oil fields, but there was, you know, you could call, you know, half a dozen different places and get diesel delivered same sure. day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so that was a very small example uh, in the big scheme of things of how it took time for that infrastructure to build out yeah. just to support um, you know, dual fuel engines and drilling and, and, and pressure pumping. Yeah. It's complicated. I mean, a lot of the, uh, you know, there's a lot of our uh, customers that would like to just electrify, you know, that's the quickest way for them to, you know, reduce their scope three emissions or scope one emissions, depending on who you're looking at it. Yeah. Uh, you can't even get, grid power in a lot of the parts right, uh, right. of that uh, part of the state where our customers operate and where yeah. you can't get it in the quantities and the reliability that they need. What does your product development crystal ball say about what do things look like, uh, you know, in the next few years? Is this all just a stopgap until everything becomes electrified and then we can stop or, or, or do you see it going on and, and, and new stuff happening? Yeah. If, uh, there's cases where going 100% electric maybe looked uh, looks today like uh, the right answer if you look at the technology and you look at the economics right. of it and uh, how to scale it and all of that. But uh, carbon capture is coming along very rapidly. And a few short years ago, most would have said it wasn't economical on, uh, say, distrib you know, on smaller uh, engine applications like what we manufacture. Mm. Uh, but now that's come along a long, a long way. Uh, to where, it, and with some of the new uh, Inflation Reduction Act uh, kind of incentives. So I, I think, uh, no, I, I don't think it's going to be as simple as finding that one magic bullet um, mm -hmm. and just electrify everything. I think uh, the oil and gas industry is a very dynamic space, so uh, uh, new problems will emerge. I mean, it wasn't that many years ago that all of our focus in gas compression was on uh, on NOx, on oxides of nitrogen, and um, in terms of our tailpipe emissions. Right. And uh, just in the last few years, the 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 focus has really shifted to methane because it's mm -hmm. you know 25 times more potent than CO2, and it was and it's the right you know thing to do because it does uh, you know it, methane is a significant contributor. Uh, so we're I think that's uh, constantly going to be an, an an evolution, a constant evolution, is uh, my experience. And yeah, and uh, I, I think what the oil and gas industry—I don't know who—I think I heard CEO of Exxon say it most recently, but kind of 
framed uh, their business in terms of molecules. You know, we're not just oil and gas or petroleum products, but molecules, you know, kind of frames the problem yep. much bigger and, and hopefully captures the imagination of those new and old engineers of, hey, we're not just uh, exploring for petroleum products. Now we you know, might be trying to figure out how to sequester you know, CO2 or move hydrogen down pipelines. Right, or right. And, and if we solutions. can make it principally clean, mm-hmm. then why not keep it? No, I, I think, uh, you know, for, for us, we're just uh, trying to find the right balance of, uh, you know, the things that are helping us meet those sustainability goals and uh, the things that um, are making our customers successful and making their business sustainable as well. So, yeah. Um, you know, we work on a lot of different, a lot of different products across not just oil and gas, but across our whole company, and and we try to leverage that into uh, uh, into making the best products to help again help our our customers be as successful as they can be. Since I first said this a while ago, I keep finding more examples of where, like, the innovation continues on cleaning up the thing that we already do, like. Like this way that we've been powering the world for the last 100 and something years, like it's not just like stuck in dirtville while we're busy trying to find, like it's actually dramatically different. How long have you been with Caterpillar? Uh, 23 years. Okay, so what does it look like today compared to what I did 23 years ago, just in terms of the systems and the technology? Oh, yeah. It's gotta be dramatically different. Yeah, I mean, I've spent most of that time in power systems and uh, yeah, I mean, the amount of, I mean, again, and, and a, a large percentage of that time is an effort as a company has been spent on reducing emissions. Um, yeah, we deliver more power and lower cost of ownership and all those other things, yeah, yeah. but a heavy, heavy emphasis emissions, right. on emissions. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, if you just quantify those reductions, I mean, they're, they're orders of magnitude of those yeah, emissions yeah. that are important and, uh, and they'll continue. I mean, um, Carbon capture, like I said, is one of the more exciting things that could uh, reduce yeah. our car- CO2 emissions by it's, 95%. It's an exciting time I yeah, mean, yeah. For, for the industry, um, I think, too. Is there a lot of uncertainty? Yes, but keeps it interesting. And uh, You're not running away. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, you're still, you're still in the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, good. Yeah.